So, Jiri Prohaska. Now, why have I never heard of this guy before? Because he, um, you know, he fights. He fights well. Fights in such a peculiar, particular manner. Uh, the way he ma- ma- manipulates his body to throw shots. The way he ma- manipulates. Sorry, guys. The way he manipulates his body to avoid being attacked, and the way he manipulates his body to to attack his opponent. Um, you know, it's uh, just the way, you know. I'm just looking at his record: twenty-eight wins, just and just three losses. He, you know, he's a former amateur Muay Thai kickboxer, inaugural and former recent rising FF light heavyweight champion, inaugural and former Czech GCF light heavyweight champion. And you know, since September 2020, he's been in ranks number five in the UFC light heavyweight um, heavyweight ranking uh, division. He's currently at number six in the Sh- in the Sherdogs Dogs official uh, mixed martial arts light heavyweight and rankings. And he's number six in the fight matrix matrixes light heavyweight ranking. So you know, he's done a lot. He's got a lot of his belts in terms of combat sports experience and achievements. You know, he's done really well. And looking at his last fight, which I can't even remember his opponent. Um, he he has um you know there's a way that he fights and you know, just almost casually even <laughs> no of course he still he still has to fight he still has to compete to win but you know, the way he fights almost relaxing you know, he knows what he's doing you know um the you you, you can see that when he's avoiding shots and it just uh, it's just like second nature just ducks and just avoids his opponent's arms um and in this fight that he had at the UFC Vegas 25 against Dominic Reyes. Um, it was it was good for entertaining for I me mean, not to knock them on the careers, um, but you know, um, at some point, you know, you could see that Dominic Careers had taken some damage, and his face was getting bloody and was becoming a mess. Uh, Braska was uh, his face was cleaned almost throughout the whole fight. You know, it was basically just um, towards the end of the sec, nearly halfway into into the second round that um, uh, Braska just landed that um, uh, that spinning elbow and just like. Reyes just went stiff, just almost lifeless, just collapsed to the floor. He really generally did look stiff, you know, as in, um, what, um, what's, what's his name? Marco Beesping said about one of the um, past fights, I can't remember the, the uh, opponent's names, but he said as, as stiff as a board. This guy wasn't exactly as stiff as a board, but he was definitely lifeless. <laughs> you know, uh, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, the fight was uh, the fight was good. Uh, first round of the fight, the stand-up seemed pretty good from both guys. Um, after the take the takedown from Riaz, um, Prohaska starts putting on the pressure um, just with plenty of counter striking. Uh, by the second round, when things became really interesting, um, Prohaska really was still piling on the pressure much more than before in the first round, and he got a takedown. And then you know, just not soon, not too long after that, um, he landed that spinning elbow with his left elbow. I think he tried to do so with his right elbow, missed, and then landed cleanly with his left elbow and. Uh, Dominic Reyes just went straight down, and uh, yeah, um, even after in the in the post press conference after the, after the fight, let's keep getting so bloody tongue twisted here. After the press conference, um, not after the press conference, after the fight, the post um, uh, fight press conference, Prasca um, uh, just Prasca had nothing but respect for Dominic Cruz. He said he's a nice guy, uh, just personally, he's a <laughs> he has a. It's a good guy. He noticed that even throughout the whole um, fight, throughout the whole aftermath of the fight, uh, there was he noticed that no, no hatred and no awkwardness from his opponents. So, um, excuse me. So you know, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's great. I do like a guy. I do like an athlete, um, man, man or woman who can take their loss, um, 
and I'll still hold their head up high and uh, not bitch and moan about it because that makes you even more of a loser and it makes you look like a sore loser. I'm sure many people will agree with me on that. So moving on was the Giga um Giga cheat um cheat cats God was a Giga versus a Cub Swanson fight. So uh, this fight really it's uh, again one of those fights that's you know it's over before it's even started. Sounds more so properly. Yeah, it was you know it's over before it's uh, even started. So um, all I can really say is that there was you know madness, you know um, cops the torso, just like almost. Cu- no, that's not the right word to say. Um, Giga just landed that left kick with that um, uh, hit cops torso, and that re- it really ended it all. And yeah, that's before the fight over before over before it even started. I think I heard was it someone say that um. Where, where Giga's foot hit Cubs um, midsection around his yeah around his uh, waist, uh, did they say it was like a liver shot that it hit that side that they hit an organ there so deep that it just that Cub just had to collapse to the ground and then yeah uh, Giga just uh, went in for went in for the kill and just and finished the guy off with strikes and uh, with uh, knockouts. So um, yeah, not much else to say from that fight. It was uh, one of those crazy matches, and you know I've seen many fights like that before. And I well, yeah, many fights like that before in the short time that since I've started following the sports of MMA um, with um, uh, what's name Corey Sanhagen, um, Jorge Marda with um, against Ben Askren. You know, just the opponent just walks almost like we yeah, walks in there. And lands just a really a deafening, a sickening, and KO whether it's with a knee or a heavy right or a left hand, and you know, the match just ends like that, just seconds, minutes into the first round. So, um, and the other fight that interested me, which was after seeing their stare down um, at the weigh-ins, uh, which was between uh, Lon Kut Laba versus Dustin um, Jacoby. So, um, I think at the um, uh, weigh-ins, uh, the stare downs, Kulaba had grabbed uh, Jacoby's head. And just, as you know, at, at, at the stare downs, these things, these things do happen. If there's so much tension and bad blood between the two, between the two fighters, so those things uh, potentially will happen, and um, that sparked my interest into uh, watching this fight um, when the event took place on Saturday evening, or should I say Sunday morning, before me being here in the UK. Uh, so looking at the fight, um, could Laba. Kulaba was really dominating the fight um, with plenty of quite a few takedowns. But as the fight wore on, you could see that he, w- I could see that he was getting quite tired and exhausted. He was still managing to land, um, to you know, dish out strikes and punches. Um, the fight ended with a draw, but I have to say that um, if they had to choose a winner, I'm sure Kulaba. I'm sure he would have uh, been the winner um, because he was really fighting. He was, I think all the takedowns there, even like the body slams, takedowns, it was him that was landing them. And you know, he was really domineering and dominant throughout in the whole fight. But it came to a draw. Now, there's other... Um, um, the other big news story that came across uh, my social media... What should I say? No, yeah, my social media feed in my Instagram and Twitter and on my YouTube news video feed um, was the issue of Diego Sanchez being released from the UFC. 
now the first i heard of the of it was basically there was a video that was posted on i think it was one of the youtube um news channels there i call it news channels but the, you know one of the youtube um you, one of the ma youtube videos um youtube channels um or what in the video was some footage which was actually taken a few months back um excuse me let's just belch a little bit there it was taken a few months back um it was recorded by diego sanchez or or, or somebody on who did it for him on, on his behalf and it was taken i think around the time of ufc 253 around september october and what in the footage is basically it was um diego sanchez and his coach joshua fabia confronting the broadcasting team which consists of um an uh, an active mixed martial arts fighter um paul felder um who and basically in the video um they were being confronted more or less i mean more so i say more so by joshua fabia who um was speaking on behalf of um so bizarrely enough speaking on behalf of diego sanchez who really if you think about it he should be speaking for himself because he's a fighter he's a person in the cage he's a person that the commentary is being based on or based on his performance and his opponent's performance so you would have thought that actually he would, would have been speaking for himself and he, his voice would have been the loudest voice in the room um but bizarrely enough it was his coach who was speaking for him but that video is what really got my attention i mean as well as finding out that diego sanchez has been cut by the ufc and Dana White, Dana White did come and make a statement about the whole um, the whole thing that had happened. So Diego Sanchez himself, um, the reason why, uh, naturally and uh, rightly so, has caused us in a bit of a stir within the mixed martial arts community is that the guy has had has a the guy has a big record and is one of the I think I can call him safely one of the veteran fighters of the UFC. He's got a record of forty three matches. Of those forty three matches, he's won thirty of those. He's lost thirteen of those. He's uh, he's fought in more than he's fought in more fights with the year bouts than any other mixed martial arts fighter within the UFC. Before competing in the UFC, he competed in King of the Cage, and that's another fighting organization based in Southern California in the US. He's fought in four. He's one of the only two um, mixed martial arts athletes who's fought in in the UFC within four different weight classes: the middleweight, the welterweight, the lightweight, and the featherweight. He trains now. His team. I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to be his team anymore because of what's happened. Uh, he trains with the Jackson Mixed Martial Arts Academy, and yeah, as I said before, he's one of the oldest um, mixed martial arts athletes that's going to be competing in the UFC. Um, that's currently still competing now. He's been competing there for about 15 to 16, 17 years or so, approximately. He's been well, He's been fighting on the UFC since April 2005. So now it's 2021. That's pushing 16 to 17 years now and um i think i'm still going to talk about this probably in my next episode um but um do, 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 what can i say from the, what i could see um the research that i managed to do before recording this podcast it seems that really what ha- what happened uh what the re- the real catalyst or the real reason for this um, sacking, if you can call it, of this firing of um, Diego Sanchez from the UFC is actually to do with his coach, his coach uh, Joshua Fabio, who uh, talks about who's in that video that of, of that they filmed of him and Diego Sanchez confronting confronting the broadcast team of the UFC 253. Just a moment, guys.
Excuse me, my mouth always gets dry when I'm doing these podcasts. So, um, Diego Diego Sanchez's coach. Well, you can call him his coach, but I mean, if you look at it, if you're looking at the research, from what I could see, all the data and all the sources kind of point in the the direction that this guy is more than just his coach. He's his manager, his guru. Uh, I mean, there have been, there have been suspicions by people within the UFC that um, Joshua Fabia is even controlling Diego Sanchez's social media accounts, his email accounts, his telephone accounts, and virtually everything, everything um, that's, that's related to this guy and his fighting career. So, um, you know, and another thing that kind of prompted this sacking of Diego Sanchez is that uh, Fabio did request for all of Diego um, Sanchez's medical records dating back to 2004. And I think um, he said... Diego, uh, not Diego Sanchez, but Joshua Fabio actually said to the UFC in a particular phone call that um, he doesn't feel that um, Diego Sanchez should be fighting. Fabio, um, Joshua Fabio said this in a phone call to the UFC just a few days before the sacking happened that um, he said he doesn't feel that Diego Sanchez um, should be fighting in this one. I think the, the, the person on the other end of the line is speaking on behalf of the UFC they said okay fine if that's the case then you know he shouldn't he shouldn't be fighting then you know uh, and if i got this right um yeah they said okay fine if you're telling us that he shouldn't be fighting in that um because of this um particular injury because you feel he's not if you feel he's unwell and i assume they said that because fabia is his coach and fabia is probably the next person they can speak speak to him because he's like a close individual to Diego Sanchez um, they thought okay, it's best that they don't um, uh, put him in that situation and be almost responsible for anything that can happen inside the octagon while he's fighting uh, so um, that's probably one of the reasons why they said it but a lot of the sources is pointing even words from Dana White is impo- is pointing in the direction of um, the reason why we had to sack this guy is because someone else an outside a figure party has been interfering in his life so greatly so deeply that it feels like this guy doesn't even know his own mind anymore that we just have to you know get rid of him but you know we, i like him but you know um th- there's a problem that diego sanchez has and that problem is called joshua fabia uh, you know joshua fabia is just basically taking over his life especially his you know his mixed martial arts life and um it's really sad to see him go he's been with the company for such a long time so um yeah, you know, I, I go back again to that video from t- um, September, October 2020, which I found actually, I thought, when I saw the video, I thought it was actually a really recent video, like a video that had only been taken or recorded about maybe two or three days um, before the news story broke. Um, but no, <laughs> the video actually dated back to like September, October, or September, October 2020. And in the video, as I said before, Fabio was speaking with the UFC broadcasting team Sanchez was standing right there and uh, basically what it was that um, if I go into more details that they were um, this is the reason they gave anyway for if you if you listen to what um, Diego uh, well not Diego but what Joshua Fabio is saying Fabio is saying that um, Sanchez has been disrespected by the broadcasting team after the UFC 253 for the sort of commentary they gave um, basically the sort of commentary they gave didn't really paint um, Diego Sanchez in a good light while he was fighting in the octagon on on the evening of the UFC 253 event and basically people disrespecting 
disrespecting him on Twitter, Instagram, on all of the social media, and you know, basically, it wasn't nice. But one of my, um, well, I was about to say the word concern, but one of my suspicions is that if you are the person being disrespected, if this is you, if you're the person who you know you weren't happy with the commentary, that the commentary is based on your performance about something, then you really should be speaking for yourself. Um, you know, and you see the many other situations, you do wonder why one person isn't speaking, unless if they have their speech impediment, they can't speak this particular language, if they're in a certain part of the world where they don't speak the local dialects, then okay, you have to get an interpreter who will speak for you, or a friend who knows the language better than you do. Um, but in this case, you know, in the case whereby, you know, you, you should be able to make your own case yourself, because it's basically the whole situation is hinged on you and your performance and you feel very badly about the situation you feel you've been treated very unfairly in that situation then really ideally wisely you should be speaking from yourself it should come from the horse's mouth it should come from you but if it's coming from someone else it will raise people's suspicions as to why someone else is speaking for you and, and, and why you cannot speak for yourself you know though people will be wondering what else is going on behind the scenes here because if i move away from this um there are certain you know i've seen certain thumbnails on youtube as well as certain videos but um about um diego sat about um joshua fabio and there was a particular um video joshua fabio was recording in um on a particular show i won't mention the name i'm not not a good show i like him um but uh, i think there's certain things they're saying in in that video that were just really bizarre and weird but uh, i go back to the thumbnails that i just talked that i just mentioned and I have to say, first of all, when I saw that picture of these two guys sitting shirtless <laughs> in someone's bedroom there on the bed, uh, first of all, I thought they looked like twins. They looked so alike. But beyond that, you do wonder if there's something more to the whole situation as to why this person, um, Flavius, has come as muscled in, as Dana White said, has muscled in, barged into this guy's life, and is almost trying to take, or you know, trying to leech off, um, leech off of. Um, Sanchez's hard work because he's he, you know he's a well-known mixed martial arts fighter and uh, has a has for a lot of fights easy mixed martial arts veteran has been of the biggest fighting organization in the world for a, a really long time um so you know you do wonder um someone like that almost like i wouldn't say they're on the same level as conor mcgregor but you know when you have when you have that sort of achievement and we have that sort of you know you've done so much you've achieved so much that you can draw in so you know you can you've had that much success you know people you do find that such people do, do become a target for other people to come in and leech off other people come in and leech off their hard work leech off the back of them you know just right off the back of their hard work it's that sort of scenario and that's what the point that then was what was making so when you see all these situations um or all these things including the, the picture that i just, just told you about the about fabio and sanchez both shirtless and on the bed um, it kind of suggests or kind of arouses suspicions in people's minds even in my mind could there be more to this story than uh, what could there be more than meets to the story than what we're being told what we are seeing so um and you know there's still lots of other stuff but you know i'm going to talk about this again in my next podcast i just need to do some more research and really really look into it so i'm not gonna, i don't want to say anything that which may later on turn out to be incorrect and um yeah yeah guys and uh, going back to the first fight of jerry prochas um, uh, versus dominic reyes yes uh, i can say that i called it 
um, looking at Prasca's, um performance in his last fight, looking at looking at Riaz's um, performance in his last fight, I think I can safely say I call that fight. And yes, um, <laughs> based on their two, on their performances, I happily and uh, safely staunchly predicted of who would who the winner of this fight would be. So guys, um, I think I'll leave at that. Um, don't think there's anything I haven't covered that I'd like to cover. Um, yes, if you did enjoy the podcast, please uh, don't forget to leave a like. Um, and don't forget to, to subscribe if you enjoy my content. Uh, it really helps my channel grow and it really helps my podcast grow um, when you do that. Um, you can listen to my podcast on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. I think it has been shared a few times um, to other pla- audio fl- platforms as well. I know my podcast, my channel is still very tiny, so you know I do my best to grow and expand the um, my podcast as uh, well as I can. So, guys, thank you very much.